and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up. In our very, very humble opinion. Today, we're talking about how to keep making feature films after you've made your first one. I am Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of Psychological Horror Film The Dare and the feature documentary World of Darkness and producer of the pitch black horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Who are you? Giles, I'm Christian James, director of Freak Out, Store, Goblin and Fanged Up. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, was that professional? Did I sound You sound like really good? professional. Oh, thanks buddy. What was your New Year's, start to New Year's like? Is it kicked off or has it been slow? It's alright actually, it's quite busy. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's new since I last saw you? So obviously being Christmas... Stalled second feature film yeah. gets to is often in circulation on TV, so uh, mm-hmm. I often get a, a bit of a bump. You're like um, Die Hard. You made the Die Hard movie, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I Christmas am. Movie, yeah, they, I am called stalled. Christian Die Hard James. Funny, funny enough, that's funny, my funny. nickname. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for other reasons. Though, but, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, um, yeah, so Stalled plays in uh, Christmas. So what's quite nice mm-hmm. is I go on uh, IMDb afterwards and generally read the abuse. It's beautiful. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great because it's it's a, it's the perfect 50-50 flip flop of. What a great achievement. Lovely little low-budget film. Or someone else going, these people are pieces of shit. How dare they make a feature film? So it's a nice wow. kind of, you yeah. know... How does it feel? Just grounds you for yeah. the beginning Absolutely. of the year. Yeah, I feel good. I feel <laughs> bad. No, okay. it's fine. Yeah. How does I'm it ready feel, though, to get that kind of... I like it. I, you know, I take the. I take the. You're all right with it. You're okay oh, God, with yeah, it. Fine, By no. now, you've got used to it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. And I, and then I did look on um, the trailer on on, um, on YouTube afterwards, and mm. we are at six million hits. Wow, which I think is quite good. That's really well, good. actually, That's I can't say. Really can't Full disclosure, 5.8 million and oh. change. But I like to round it up. Absolutely. And be yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll yeah. hit six pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. A pound for every view. Oof. You'd have nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. How many feature films would that make us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, so no, good. The, the, the Christmas stall bump, and then New Year's been positive. Mm-hmm. Projects floating around, things happening. New film out, but, uh, Fanged Up is out in looks like April, so we'll see. But right now, uh, the star of my movie Fanged Up is torpedoing his career on Celebrity Big Brother. He is, so, well, isn't he? Yeah, uh, what? Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's. So it's once disgraced comedian Dapper Laughs is starring in or co-star of Fanged Up, but um, he's actually a very lovely chap, and he. Uh, what's quite nice about going on CBB is that right? Not CBB. That's, that's, the that's children's channel, BB. He's yeah. not on that. He's not on CBB. CBB. Yeah, CBB. Yeah, not CBB. Yeah, not CBB. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> CBB. Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, so the nice thing is he sort of. Uh, gone on there to distance himself from his previous character and sort of, uh, I suppose, you know, yeah. let the world know who yeah, he is. Yeah, be it's a humble. Really, and now he's actually doing quite a good job of that. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. yeah, if you're, you know, if it hasn't finished by the time you listen to this, tune in and, and support him or shout at him, whatever. You Whichever know, one vote, you want, yeah, 50-50, yeah. isn't it? Whatever, yeah. Yeah. whatever yeah. happens. It's yeah, it's right. Tori, would you like to Hello. read this for us? This little intro that oh. we mentioned it before. Can it's just see? about me and Giles. We yeah. just like to hear yeah. other oh. people read about us. So. Go on, go for it. Just Voices Studio, a brilliant studio and reasonably priced. If you want a central London studio without the central London prices, then this is the place for you. <laughs> Visit them at justvoicesagency.com and speak to Simon. They're very nice. That was so good. <laughs> Genuinely just Actually threw that on the air. Yeah, right. There's a skip button, 15 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for reading that. It's very good. So, yeah, subscribe to us. We're on iTunes. Uh, do get us rocking up the charts. So... Do you want to make a film? Do you want to be creative and make something? Be on set, write a script. Maybe you want to direct a film. 
I take it you do as you're listening to this. Look, don't have regret. I see people in people's eyes all the time, things they could have been, jobs they wish they had done. You want it, you've got to work for it. You've got to work hard. But work out what puts you on fire and go for it. Then have tunnel vision. It's 2018, people. Go make your film. Don't worry what people think. Do what you want. If that happens to be filmmaking, then go make your film. Don't get to 80 and wish you had. I want you to make your film in 2018, whether that's as a writer, producer, director, or all three, or whatever job it is. If everyone who's listening to this gets up and changes your thought process, you can be who you want to be. This is my rallying call. Filmmakers, I want you to make your film. I want to hear about it. But I promise you, it won't happen without working hard. You want it to happen? Change your work ethic. Choose 12 hours a day to do it. Just do an hour if you have to. Work at it. Be a filmmaker. Be the filmmaker you want to be. And I promise you, if you're good enough, then you'll rise to the top. Just work hard and do it. I know money's hard to find, sure, but just listen to how last week's episode, the guys there, they did it. The guest George Popoff and Harry Young, they made their film for one grand. Yes, that's 1K. It's now on Amazon. It's doing very well. Or if time is a problem, listen to the episode with director Phil Hawkins, who made his feature film in two days. You have no excuses. Bigger money is hard to get, sure, but writing a good script is harder. If you want it, want it bad, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse, but don't be that person. Make your film in 2018. Don't have regret. Don't be dragged down by naysayers becoming the 99% who don't do it. Be the 1%. Make your film in 2018. Do it and let me know how you get on. Inspirational rant over. Yeah! Yeah. Charles, I... Fancy you just a little bit more. Did you? Just yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were talking to me, weren't you? Nothing. Just no one, to yeah. Just you. This was okay. all. Yeah. You yeah. We're just staring at it. Sorry at about it. this, guys. Charles. Yeah, every just every Charles just takes me aside, has a little pep talk every time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, now we've got that out of the way. Nice. Then, uh, so hashtag make your film in twenty nineteen. I've already been doing yes. it this week. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We'll get all over it. Could also add as well if you aren't, you know, a wannabe director, producer, writer, you can also find other people doing it via many decent uh, uh, sites and Mm -hmm. join in and help out. It's all very well going on, you know, forums and moaning about what you can and can't do, but why don't you get out there and do it and help someone else make it? Love that. Then you'll become part of it too. So, you know. Amazing. Films need many authors. They do. Perfect. Inspirational moments. Done. Love that. Right, let's get to today's even more inspirational guests. It's Matthew Butler Hart and Tori Butler Hart. Yes. (laughs) Hello, welcome. Hi, Giles. As you've probably guessed from the... Lovely dulcet tones that they're married. You can tell by the way they speak that can they you? are married. You no, can tell that. No, you can't. And the way you're hitting each other as well. It's yeah. just when you name in. It's all of you. It's you really should stop this. Giles sets it up. I'd say the opposite. It's a bad tennis yeah, game. No, <laughs> lazy comedy. They Aww. are the husband and wife team who run Fizz and Ginger Films. And together they have made award-winning short films from The Humbersnats Case, Claude and Claudette, and Egad Zompies Star. Zompies. Zompies. Zombies. Zompie Pompey. That's not what it's called. But. You got Zompies starring Ian McKellen and me. Yeah. Hey. Uh, just to name a few. In 2013, they were named among Screen International's Stars of Tomorrow. Their feature films include Miss in Her Teens starring Simon Callow, Tori herself, and Ian McKellen. Two Down, which is released now which is starring Conneth Hill, Alex Hassel and Tori. Again, an ex- exec produced by Stephen Fry and their recently shot period horror, The Isle. Welcome to the show, Tori and Matt. Welcome. Thanks for having us. It's an honour to have you here. We've, I've actually been talking to you about this for quite a while. Yeah. Because me and Matt go way back. We do, yeah. How Matt far do. back do you go and how do you meet? About eight inches. Sure. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. That was unexpected. Oh. <laughs> 
cutting that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's not. It's all Giles, I think we established I do the bad jokes. Sorry. Yeah, really right. yeah. Well, me and, me and Matt used to live together. Well, actually, technically, did we live together or officially? I mean, of course. Well, we it's all coming no, up now. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I don't, well, you were there all the time in the nicest possible way. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Start the at the beginning. This oh, is, no, you're no, just you, setting this up to... I, so, I think you would moved out oh, as yeah, I moved in, but I was there beforehand yeah, just yeah, hanging yeah, around. Yeah. There was this lovely flat we used to live in, basically. That's all. Yeah. So it's kind of a a, a shared flat, and you both moved in and met through the the flared shared flat system. Yes. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Were you guys at the same drama school? No. 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 Just, just. No, because you were doing your vampire film, weren't you? I was doing my vampire film. That's when I met, and then you were. And then I moved out. Was there any kind of because both being was it like oh actor hey where are you auditioning yeah. oh going for going for, going for that callback are you oh I see oh, no Just some acid I don't think so to... I remember having a laugh with you when I was doing I Want Candy yes. and we were coming up with all sorts of um, lines that I could say in the film that were ridiculously and funny and you get into trouble with who you, are you doing yeah yeah but, I think you were playing with some dildos and you got into a bit of yeah that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean in the film, film <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to do this in the film yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, got to a bit and I think at the point of ejaculation in the film, right? Um, I was coming up with all sorts of different names yeah, to shout, ma- yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, scout leaders and, and <laughs> my mom and things like that. Were just like, <laughs> but anyway, as we, you do, yeah. yeah, as you do, we had a laugh, we had a lovely time. So that's yeah. how we met. And have you guys been? Have you acted in anything together? Yes, we did. You forgot. Oh my god, I had forgotten about you that. You produced yeah, yeah, it as produced. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Symmetry of Love. Symmetry, Symmetry of, love. of Love. We would think semi lead parts in it. Available on Amazon, I think, <laughs> for free. I think. Like, is it for free? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It, was, it was 99p for a while. This is like you can get the whole DVD. I've still got my whole wrapped. DVD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to just a bit. Yeah, <laughs> as in rather than like digital magic, yeah. um, you can get the DVD. I think it's now for free. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. It's Amazon Prime or, or literally no, 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 you, as, as you can buy it just as a DVD now. Yeah. I think I they gave up. On why why bother giving it out for free? Yeah. Mm. Just, I mean, yeah. Just, I, they obviously ordered a load and went, this is going to fly up. It's not a bad little film. No, so no, neither one of you were directing this. You were just no, both acting. We're both um, acting. And I was producing it. Yeah. So it's funny. Obviously, I'm going to jump to this, I'm sure, later, but just on the outset, you're both actors, being on sets a lot, and obviously thought, God, I can do that. I can do that job, that that person's job better than they can. So you know, yeah, probably on that well, film. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say any job. Oh no, we name them Shane. Chat. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I have no chat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> mental. That shoot, but the DP Pete Wallington, he was, st- I still work. Of with. course, so he you did, do. He did the art, did missing the teens. That's it right. Yeah, Why was the shoot so mental? What was it specifically? Um, it was just, uh, uh, it was just a low budget. It was really yeah. low romantic budget. comedy. That well, also the script. Uh, the director is, is sort of Spanish, so a l- a l- the script wasn't yeah. particularly. It didn't translate particularly well to English, um, but he wanted it as right. as it was. So yeah. we sort of did that, and it just a lot of it didn't make. Didn't, you, didn't you meet Alex Walton Regan on that? As yes, well? Alex Walton Regan. Alex is in now the aisle. In the aisle. She is, yeah. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. You he never w- know who you meet. You don't. You don't. Well, this that- goes back to what we were saying earlier. Just get involved in anything now, mm-hmm. yeah. because the people you work with. Nah. Yesterday, yeah. yeah, that's how progressive I am. Yeah. Uh, but then you know, <laughs> they, you know, everyone moves on. They move to other things, and you never know the person that you know helped, you know, that came in and was a driver for a day well, on a exactly. short film we made yeah. five yeah. years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, you know, they might be doing something that might be to help you out or you yeah. help them out. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. such a small world. So we had a guy who was on Two Down, Colin, who was basically a runner, and now produces mm-hmm. things and there all sorts go. of stuff. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Be yeah. nice to your runners. Well, be so. nice yeah. to everyone, basically. Be nice yeah. to everyone. Don't be a so dick true. on set, because people remember. They yeah. do. Yeah. Um, actually, on that film, that was the one where the sound guy was 
trying to direct Symmetry of Love because obviously directors were Spanish and couldn't really yeah, tell us what yeah, to do. Yeah. Remember the sound guy started telling me, he started going, oh, wouldn't it be great if you did this? Yeah, there was a lot of... And then yeah. he rested the boom on my head. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were not happy about <laughs> that. not happy about that. <laughs> it's an emotional scene in a romantic comedy. Yeah. You Christian bailed him. I Christian bailed him. Yeah. Which is fair enough. It I think so. Yeah. 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 There's a line and that, that sound dude definitely crossed it. Um, yeah, absolutely did. So where were we? Um, well, this podcast is all about getting off your ass and making films. Mm. So how did you yeah. first start? Tori, let's start with you. What's your journey? So I trained as an actress at Central School of Speech and Drama, now the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. Wow, look mm. at them going yeah, up in the Yeah, I know, world, I know. Since I left. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I started a theatre company called Mr. Hart's Theatrical Company. Which I came and saw a production of. You did, I yeah. Did. yeah. Very good. Um, and it specialised in 17th and 18th century drama. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly some odd little plays. Gems. Are, little gems, little we gems. like to call them. That, um, that nobody wanted to no watch. No one <laughs> wanted to watch. Did you? Or we sold out the White Bear a couple of nights. <laughs> family. Yeah. Big family. Big, Big family, family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last play that we did was Miss In Her Teens. Then after that... Um, my father had the amazing idea of saying, "Why don't we make this into a film?" Well, no, he wanted to film it, and we went, "Well, well that's yes. never going to work. You can't film theatre." Yeah. It's kind um, of... He said, "I, I think the universities will find this very interesting." <laughs> mm, they didn't. Um, <laughs> but what came of it was our first TV film. Yeah. So it's a 70-minute film mm-hmm. uh, called Missing a Teens. That has a lovely cameo um, of Simon Callow, who plays David Garrick, who wrote it. Um, he plays the author at the end. And Ian McKellen does the narration at the beginning. It was a major challenge. We made it on pretty much absolutely nothing. We had no idea what we were doing either. Evolve from a let's film a us on stage doing something yeah. to, to a TV film. A TV film. Who what? saw it? Where and how did you get it? Where it had to go? It was, that like was Ian. Things. So Ian came to see it, didn't he? Oh, no. um, I think he was. Fucking hell, it's Gandalf. Hang on a minute. <laughs> so that seemed even even that this is the kind of stuff where I listen to a podcast. I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa back up. Mm. Ian, how did you get so him? Ian. You know, that's still like. How did you get Ian McKellen to see this? You know, this no, wonderful off Broadway. Yeah, off off Broadway. Yeah, went so far off Broadway. Broadway. He became off the West End. He must be inundated with. Requests, please, Ian, come see my. You know, well, I knew, I knew him for since I was about twenty four, like kind of a wee young actor. Yeah, mm. and then you used to live around where he lived. Well, we used to live you? around. Yeah. Exactly. So when Giles and I used to live together, there's sort of a vague was... sphere of geography connection. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. when I moved out of where Giles and I used to live, Rotherhithe, because. Mm. I broke up with my then girlfriend. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm homeless. And Ian said, well, I'm going away for a year. Do you want my massive, amazing house? And yes, please, thank you. Yes, I could do with somewhere so, yeah. to stay. Um, <laughs> so I just basically looked after his house for, for a while. And things. I mean, yeah, and then we just got to know each other. And then before then, though, he'd been in... He'd been in the Gad Zombies. In the Gad Zombies. So the yeah. first short film. So there's a connection. Did. Right, get you. Like, yeah, so we'd yeah. already known him by then. Da Vinci Code, was that not before? Oh, so you've missed a really big okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a nice big story. Oh, is it a nice big story? I think so. so da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a call about, well, in my brain it's three o'clock in the morning. It probably wasn't as dramatic from Ian saying, <laughs> help me. Um, they, they changed his dates when he was doing the Da Vinci Code. He thought he had another two weeks to learn all his lines, he was going to go off to France. This is before he gets on these. So this is, wait, yeah. this is like 2005. So this, this is sounds to me, it's, it's, it kind of sounds like you're paying your dues and helping out a friend to, and, and thusly getting a short film, which kind of sounds... 
I'm jumping ahead, actually. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, telling the story. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, jumping. No, no, you can tell we cut that out? Because I just jumped in <laughs> to tell somebody else's story. But you don't no, know. I like it, though. What I like what you're saying. I'm going to put a few back <laughs> yeah. This is just, what you should have said. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I should remind the listener. Uh, listener? What a great... That's uh, <laughs> me. We, we need to cut this out. But I just sound like a giant prick in I'm the process. No. <laughs> no, I think it's definitely Listen a clip. So... so <laughs> gonna get my coat and go i'm going now guys you don't need me um where was i i don't know what was the question you you no 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 i'm trying i'm digging myself in here i'm digging away just let it go i wish i know i'm gonna i'm stubborn i'm gonna go to the point of offending but out the other side to eventually people see my point of view and then realize he's not such a dick after all okay i know that's gonna happen but the um Yes, just not saying, like, I'm trying to make the Ian, Ian McKellen connection because I think if I was listening to this myself, I'd be like, no, hang about, you fucking knew Ian McKellen. How'd you do that? You know, so yeah, I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. doesn't know so our loyal big. fans, how, you know, mm. you know, look, you don't have to know someone. You famous. don't have to know no. Ian McKellen in order to say, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, sure. Did that work? No. I <laughs> But, okay. So. Wait, to, well, yeah. Hang on, well, how do I not sound like a dick? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I knew that sounded like a dick. Really. I've done it. Don't worry. Uh, back to you. So, no. he rings you three in the morning. So he rings me. In, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was sort of... After house-sitting for him. No, so before I was house-sitting. Oh. So this is kind of, yeah. So, so how did you meet him? So, so then, how... this is, yes. Where do we Where do we even meet? Was it in the chocolate shop? No, yes. I think we did, was I it, or was it in the pub? Yeah, I was bumping into him. Okay, so I literally jumped bump to him, into him and Sean Mathias, very good right. director, yep. chatting away. And, Excellent you know, director. I was like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. And that was it. Oh, I so, it was, so it wasn't like, you thing. guys are amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was literally that. And then, now uh. I remember. Okay, so then he remembered my name, got in t- went through Spotlight, right. got in touch with my then agent wow. to say this was it because he wanted someone to come and help him learn a poem for when we discovered we were in the runnings for the Olympics motherfucker that's uh, <laughs> yeah okay wow. there we go I have to be fair I've forgotten a lot of this. okay yeah and so I went to what, just for one night when yeah. I just sat in, sat in the car as he was kind of learning a poem yeah went along to the him. shindig right yeah I went, oh that's fun and then dropped me off blah 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 and then he, I got <laughs> so a phone so it was a call. date <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a very big say. party. It was just the two of us. It was weird. Up, I think poetry reading. Just uh, <laughs> he's a very, very lovely man. And no, no, no matter what my brother says about our relationship. Um, no, and then, <laughs> I was in the back of the car. <laughs> oh my god, you're not helping. No. <laughs> you just wiped your very, mind for a reason. <laughs> he's a very nice man. And then we got we got friendly. That's the wrong man. phrasing as well. He was he, basically <laughs> he, he just came off doing all the um, Lord of the Rings that sort of yes. stuff and had a very rare like six months off mm-hmm. to rest. But he gets really really bored. So. Like so, he would call. He would just call. He just calls that for your agent. Yeah. <laughs> but then I would genuinely just go around for a cup of tea and say, yeah. "Hello, I'd like a cup of tea." Of course I would. I was in the middle of something, but I'm gonna drop, drop everything. everything. No, I know. Well, yeah, me exactly. To see him, and yeah. it's lovely. And you could, you know, you, he invites you for brunch, and you go yeah. over and have a lo- nice brunch He's and a cup a of tea and a chat. It's great. Very supportive. Mm. But then, so yeah, Da Vinci Code. He phoned up at let's just say three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Said, "Help me." Um, <laughs> they changed all his dates. He was going to go to Liam Neeson's private village in France to learn. His lines, nice. and then they changed it because of rain cover, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he said, "You've got um, the cast coming up, coming three hours time. You've got to come with me and just help me learn my lines. That's your job for the summer." Thank you, brilliant, brilliant, lovely. Mm. Um, so did like, you get paid? Was it? A... I did get paid. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to ask that awkward question like? Um, 
great, amazing. Yes. Yeah. Hang up, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, 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 I didn't, no obviously, because I was like, I'm not going to say that. And no, of course, I'll help you out. I like to eat. But then, great food in the Vinci Code, so why not? Um, but then, so there's loads of shots in the Da Vinci Code where I'm sitting behind chairs and things and sort of going, Whisper Langdon. Yeah, and you go, what the fuck is it? Or I might, oh, is this really bad? Can I even say this stuff? I'm sure. No, I was basically <laughs> no, just helping you learn. This is fantastic. Yeah. No, um, I don't think it's it's a well known practice of you know lying, and someone says yeah, they're lying. Exactly. A lot yeah. of big actors I mm. know of people who work with have done that or do that regularly. Yeah. Um, Mm. Well, they have boards up along the walls. Cause yeah, it's all, all sellotaped onto... The opposite yeah. actor. Uh, oh, Godfather. Yeah. 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 Da Vinci Code and those they have rewrites on the, on the flight well, this all the was time. the thing. This is what pissed him off, maybe. But, that's, you yeah. know, learn your lines and then there's a bit of new draft, new draft every mm. single day. And he thought, you know, he was going to go and learn his lines. He didn't have the time. So I was just... So we just, I just sit in his trailer... Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, Tori's just giggling at me. It's in his trailer. It's all very platonic. Um, helping his name's lines. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then they were looking for... I ended up being in it because they were looking for a, a policeman. Um, and then Ron Howard was like, well, you're theatre trained. Quick, put the costume on and come and arrest Ian and Tom Hanks and yeah. and everyone. And, and, and actually, part. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, it, most it, of it was cut out. It was, it was, it was a really decent yeah. part, wasn't it? It was brilliant. That's what I mean. It I was, was. ended up being like Jean Reno's kind of like kind of almost like English sidekick and yeah. we had arguments, all these things. All of it's gone. I mean, your shoulder. I think your right I mean, shoulders you, in it. Now. I've got proof because in the, like the visual script book of it, there is actually me there. arresting mm. Ian McKellen next to Tom Hanks. Are you, so. Were you fairly gutted when you went to see the film? And like, uh, I, I think I genuinely cried because sure. I made the mistake no, no, I and, know, yeah. of a twenty-five-year-old you know, sort of actor going, "Everyone, I'm in the adventure yeah. code. Mm. This and is my moment." See, yeah. I went to Cannes as well. I went, no, I'm not. Mum, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Same thing happened to me with the Damned United. Same thing. I was like, "Yeah, I'm in it." Film for three months and there's only a few of us who I saw you in it didn't I yeah you saw me in it but I mean I was the same as you I saw you in the Da Vinci Code but you know we were bigger parts in it and and no one told me until the premiere and then the director tries to come and hang out with us afterwards yeah. But, I mean, Hooper, it, but like, it happens yeah. all the time, it's doesn't it? I mean, you can it, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it. Yeah, happens it happens all the time. time. I think even sometimes people aren't even told. So but, you well, are, we weren't no, told. I think yeah. that is the that's the default, isn't it? Don't tell. Mm. Don't tell them. Just yeah. wait until well, they find I've, out themselves. I've had to cut somebody out for the performance reasons mm. oh, and I, I just couldn't Maybe that was bring myself to, to, to be fair it might have happened tell said directors person, now that actually said, yeah. yeah and I must admit I did shot I was like oh I could make a phone call today or I could just do it next week yeah the next week never came around it's, it's, yeah it's a tricky one I think it's quite nice sometimes to find a different reason so uh, there were sound issues and mm. you know that was I the reason I think the person in question to... knew so they were. It's uh, like I think if I mm. ring that person, we talk about it. They're going to know the real reason, and then maybe that's more of a. Maybe it's more tricky. of a fuck you. I don't know. Is it, is it, I don't know what the right or wrong answer to that was. It's always a tricky. It's a tricky one. one. It's a tricky yeah. one. I think you should. I think it's one of those. It's just courteous. Oh no, it's very it's very just very Fifty-fifty. Just you that this way. Yeah. Run away from that one. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you got to work with Sir Ian, yeah. and you now you've done then, Da Vinci Code, and yeah, yeah. He's and a then, mate. You're hanging out in his trailer, and you yeah. ask him to do Egad Zombies. Yeah. So then, mm. which then, is your first 
ever short film as Fizz and yes. Ginger. Exactly, yeah, because yes. we were doing one of the 18th century plays. We were doing one of the plays. Accidentally directing. Yes. The director went, oh no, I can't. Um, I'm not around for the rehearsals. And we were all. All dr- <laughs> oh, right. I'll turn up for when you're I was doing right. it as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then we were in the middle of one of the things, and it was three and a half hours long, and I was Jesus. going, wouldn't it be cool yeah, with all these costumes if they were zombies? felt that long. You should, have cut, you should have cut it down. <laughs> No, that was the problem, though, you see, because Chris was like, no, it's got to be done as it was three million years ago. Um, But you you had this sort of vision. I was like, oh, (gasps) imagine there's smoke and they're all zombies in these cool costumes. So as we were like touring around with it, we just wrote this 20 minute thing called the Gad Zombies, Mm. which was sort of, well, that's kind of what it says in the tin, 18th century. Does it doesn't say that tin? tin at all. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a tin, it would tin, say that. It would say eighteenth century, century zombie comedy. Zombie comedy. Yeah. You know what? I haven't watched it for so long that yeah. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, so so Ian very kindly played. Got in bed with a zombie. Got in bed with a zombie at the end. Yeah. Yes. And it was all a dream. So, uh, that, that, but what it? you did cleverly is you put him at the beginning, right, mm. and then at the end, and had him narrating throughout, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> and then, and then, from I was that, brilliant in it. Wait, sorry. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah, Giles, Giles is, is in it, in this, yes, yeah, and is brilliant. I play Matthew's brother, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, moving on. And a total shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actor. Very convincing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, he was a total shit. Total shit. shit. <laughs> on no one's like him. Yeah, from that, we were asked, because um, it went around to festivals and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and people mm-hmm. started asking us, um, are you going to make this into a feature? And we sort of thought, oh, well, we hadn't really thought about it. but um, This partly came back because we because we had no idea, like we didn't know any kind of the rules. So we decided for this 20-minute feature film, we were going to hire... Uh, the Soho screening That's rooms, right. invited pretty much the entire film and the British film yeah. industry to come along. We were like, and we've loads made of a film. Came, yeah. And we were like, oh, because we didn't realise it. We were like, of course. Of course. Uh, well, they should the, all come. The producer yeah. from Sid and Nancy and Scum. Yeah, was, the amazing Margaret along. Matheson, yeah. who did come along. She did. And she yes, is just, I remember. Um, and then, was a complete lifesaver, basically. She was a mentor to us and taught us so much about I think you need, how the industry you was. You need that. Oh, that naivety. Yeah. I oh, wish that, I had yeah. some of it now. Well, oh my I've god! Got, yeah, I've got a lot yeah. of it in other ways, yeah. which I'm sure in but another ten years just to ring up our email yeah. and go right, come to our screen. You're all coming. Yeah. We're yeah. amazing. Which I mean, I, yeah. you wouldn't do now. I don't do it. You'd have no. a lot yeah. less. And I think we, we should still do that. We so. should yeah. do yeah. that. Right. Totally. Yeah. It works. Now I just, yeah. I'll be like, oh, that that person won't come. They work right, dick. So yeah. Yeah. As we've established, I'm quite happy to make myself look like a dick, so I should continue doing it at all costs. So you had the option, you were thinking, right, okay, we could make this into a feature film. Well, we, we, yeah, we had that screening and then those people came. Was it E1, uh, I think? E1. Kat, Kat so, when, when, so they did turn up. That's yeah. no, so, so she went, when's it yeah. finished? I went, what do you mean? It is finished. I mean, no, no, it's going to be a feature, isn't it? We're like, oh yes, that's uh, why we had the screening. Yes, it's yes, a promo. It's a good like, idea. Yeah. And Ian McKellen will be in it, of course. Of course. Asked him yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yes, yes, the feature script has been written. Cut mm. to. Um, but yeah, so then we then we wrote the Curse of the Buxom Strumpet, um, which was uh, we thought would be our first feature film mm-hmm. because I only need three million pe- pounds yeah. for a first time feature three film. Million. I mean, yeah. that's not a lot. First time feature director, um, and we thought that's it. Great, this is easy. Well, no, but to be fair though, we got a casting director Jane we, Anderson, yeah. and then we got yeah, Imelda Staunton, Gillian Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Ian McKellen again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they, we were taught she was Talks interested at one point, and then we, yeah. And Imelda, how far yeah. were you down? We had like a production office and desks and phones. No. And, and we had our house. We, no, had we, got, we ended yeah. up getting like sixty percent of the finance. Yes. Um, yeah. without 60 or no, 60. 60. 60% wow. of it without knowing what yeah. the hell that's over doing. a mil that's yeah 
And then, Proc, yeah. We didn't have it. You know, yeah, it like, it was, you guys know. It's, it's like, like it's in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing yes. a, a, what are those things? Air quotes. Yeah, because you can't yeah. see that. There's no camera. Yeah. Um... <laughs> we had we, uh, a noise air quotes okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> we do <them> so often. <laughs> we all had different noises. <laughs> <We> have, uh... <laughs> like air quotes has its own sound in our heads. <laughs> Mine's a ding. Oh, does that make sense? That makes more sense. Means you're a bell. Yeah. Just carry on. Uh, yeah, we, we interrupted our right air quote sound. But yeah, I mean, that was never going to happen realistically, was it? Um, looking back now, oh, no, it does now. feel that way. But uh, quite recently, the wonderful Will Honeyball, who um, is our editor and sound editor for a lot of our stuff. Extraordinary. But, uh, but Will somehow came across this interview with Gillian Anderson and, and David um, Duchovny. They're talking about the X-Files. Yeah, when it was re-released mm-hmm. a few year ago. Last year, yeah. Last year, yeah. Last year, yeah. yeah exactly. And he says to her, what's the weirdest thing on your IMDb page? <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, that's got to be the Curse of the Buxom's Trumpet. And David Duchovny's like, what? He's like, what? This that is the most amazing. British, amazing sounding title I've ever heard. And, uh, and it ends up kind of as a piece to camera, David Duchovny, like, begging America to, to get the funding the for this. You have to get behind hey, this film. Be Let's yeah. get this made. She got dust oh. off that script. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she, yeah, and she sort of said, "Yeah, I'd love to make it. You know, it's really yeah. fun." Uh, so we'll have to sort that. of wheel it out again. And uh, yeah. how, how about I mean, we? Uh, I'm pretty sure we all have here had projects which you have kind of almost you've got so far into it, mm-hmm. you've almost made that movie. Then it didn't happen; it <clears> fell apart for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So if you had to go back to it now, you'd be like, "Oh, I've kind of made that movie, but I kind of haven't." Do you know what I mean? So if you had to go back to that today, what? Would that be doable? Would it totally? I think. Mm. I think also because we really did put it aside because also mm. Pride, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out. And and I remember yeah. we are sitting in a in uh, the, the office mm. for Lionsgate um, and talking to Nick Manzi, um, <laughs> who told us, <laughs> 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 he told us in so not so many words to basically stand the fuck yeah. down. <laughs> Um, he's we've got Lily Allen. Like, no, he's yeah. not got Lily Allen. Who's the other one? <laughs> I love Lily Allen. No, who's we've got Lily James. Lily James. He's yeah. like, we've got Lily James. And we were like, oh. Right. And 10 million pounds. Like, oh. oh right. They told you to stand the fuck down. No, well, like, no, no, no. Like, like, kind of, he was nice. He was nice about it, of course. We're chatting about lots but, of different projects. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And we said we got this one. one. Because we're yeah, doing we are doing Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It's going to be amazing. Just we've to got let you know. Lily James and 10 million behind it, just to let you know. Did it put you off, though? Did it actually make you go, ooh? Yeah, totally. We were oh, like, no it? fucking way are we making it well, now. We just, <laughs> no, yeah, but also at that point, that was my f- that would have been my first feature, which that was the thing. Yes. That's what kept stopping we people. We love the script. Teams, mm-hmm. We were trying yeah. to get the finance from about 2010, I think, yeah. for a good few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people go, great, we love the script, love the cast, amazing ideas, all design, great. Who's directing it? Me. Ah. Oh. Oh, yeah. What have you done? Um, These tiny short films. Yeah. Well... And not even that. I think I had like what I had decals that he had zombies. Well, we like the idea of it, obviously. Yeah. But, what, um, what, what sort of year are we talking here? The reason why I ask is sort of in terms of like the financial situation worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over. It was probably from 2010 to. It was a tough time to get money as well. 13. Yeah. 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 People were struggling away for a good few years. Good few years. You know, good three years. And we were doing other things. And so at that time, we were getting Miss and Teens together. And we were still doing theatre and short films. Exactly. So yeah, in that time we did Claude and Claudette, we did the Humpersnatch case. And the reason that we did those films is because we sort of actually wanted to teach ourselves more as filmmakers because, mm. you know, going to drama school, 
was great as an actor but I mean our acting for screen at Central was all of two weeks with Mm -hmm. like a camcorder and some old scripts from doctors yeah just not useful (laughs) at all it's not useful at all they all they want you to do is react rather than acting like well that's no good it's no good that's not right totally useless Um, because I've been making short films since I was like about 14 because I grew up in very small towns where there's nothing to do so we got like every filmmaker, you know, like kind of, oh, I got a little camera and I just went out, you know, mm. which is what you got to do. Sure. Yeah. I don't know why I became American. For yeah, no, that was, <laughs> just a couple of years. You of became like, Spielberg. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Um, I was just going to say that. Spielberg. You became voiceover girl. We would write each other head, contracts. 14-year-olds <laughs> would like, sign each other's contracts. Mm. There's only two of us in the film. Um, oh, so we made cool. stuff, but we d- didn't really know what we were doing. So we, it was kind of our education, wasn't it? Yeah. And we and we kind of wanted to do little sort of homages to yeah. various genres of So we did like a film, film noir one because we wanted to know <clears throat> like about the storytelling and and like mm. all the, the code of those times informed the storytelling and lighting and, and you camera as a director and, like shots yeah, exactly. and yeah, yeah. exactly Cause it, um, because Igazam was your first as a director right? Apart from Yeah I've done a weird thing in Cambridge where we, our crew was Will and there were two other actors, and it was right. kind of yeah. I mean, like yeah, little things. Little, like, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done loads of like little things that no one has ever seen and oh, well, will ever see. Will ever yeah. see. It's, it's funny. I I have that kind of. I used to have. I, I I've reconciled it now. But I used to have that inbuilt guilt about short films or projects I'd started but never finished. And mm-hmm. for any I have out there, there's at least three times as many that haven't Definitely. been completed. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I'd always feel really bad about having wasted people's time to get them out for free and help me make this film, which I never finished. But you kind of realise later on. Oh no, of course. That was all an important part of making the yeah. thing that eventually got made. And exactly. if I hadn't made those things that had been shelved, yeah. and there's a reason why they got shelved. Yeah. Totally. Because yeah. actually I didn't do my homework, or I didn't do this yeah. and the other, or I was never, my heart wasn't in it. Well, I think, yeah, and I think because we like, were on, you know, go to panels, you know, on, on film festivals and things, and we always say this, like, you've made a short film, but like, maybe it doesn't need to be seen in the nicest possible way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's part of your yeah. education. And yeah. if it's, it's okay. not great, then that's, if it's not great. You know, Mm-hmm. Fine. Put it's it to okay one side that the and... world doesn't see it, and you, yeah, go. Okay, I learned that from that, and mm-hmm. and moving Perfect. on to the next. Great yeah. to tell mm-hmm. your short film investors that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well Just... Our investors were us. That's yeah. Right. Yes, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> same, same, but no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I know yeah. you mean it's, it's it's actually I've had stuff where I've made, I've got to the end and been like, yeah, I'm just gonna park that because mm. yeah. I'm actually not as in love of it now I've yeah. done it well do you remember we made blog off we, it was kind of an experiment over a weekend went can we make a film on an iPhone sort of thing this is years ago it's really shit it's really shit yeah. I, it's really I shit. got it a few of these it went to a festival and they went hey could you turn this into a feature film I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad idea it's like five minutes of an idea which we stretched out to about eight we know right. should have you know it's basically a bit like you've got mail. Yeah, it's like kind of online really dating. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> but like you say, it's what you you learn from it all the time. And does, was this around the time where you decided you wanted to be a director? You were like, do you know what? Did you get a real buzz from it, and rather than the acting I mean, at the time? Always. I what think, was the turnaround? Because I, I suppose when you know, because I, well, I grew up all over the place, but sort of north of Manchester. We we know we did all our own stuff. So we've been mm. I've been writing since I was about twelve. We did sketches, and I never really differentiated oh you can either be this or that and then as i was kind of going along like to performing arts college i mean oh we can go to drama school learn to be an actor and oh okay didn't realize there were sort of other ways of doing things you know i just like i've always liked being involved in the storytelling from whatever side and then the more acting 
I was doing and I was getting more and more frustrated and then and I was and I was loving doing all the other sort of stuff more I think and like you know because I just like working all the time even if it's for free writing something or not so much not anymore no no no, no 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 not, not <laughs> now free. not anymore but as like in, that, you know, I'm not doing anything else for free <laughs> anymore <laughs> I'm still old now but you know as in you know mm. 10 years ago when you, you yeah you yeah. need yeah. to yeah. for credit yeah. exactly you have to do it you gotta do it and then I was doing more and more stuff and I was doing an advert I won't say what for or who it was. And I was so fucking infuriated by the director who had no fucking idea what he was doing. I mean, literally no idea. To the point where me and the Steadicam guy had to sort out the entire shoot. Like, cause wow. he couldn't work out how to do things. He got, mm-hmm. he stormed off. It's like, I can't do this. And we went, he stormed off. And he, wait, no, he, in a kind of, I, I need, I need, I need a moment. I need a moment. And yeah, they built this huge set in this thing. And Jesus. it was always, what really big? Couldn't, couldn't work out how to do it. And then me and the Steadicam, within about 10 minutes, had worked out the entire thing. And he went, oh, we've got it. And they went, okay, shoot it. I was like, why the fuck am I getting paid two grand for this? Where I know he must be in way more money to mm-hmm. be doing this. Yeah. So I, I was in I was in the taxi on the way home, just even me and my agent. That's it. I'm done. Boom. Wow. Oh, and was yeah. that quite a cathartic kind of like uh, moment? Like, massive. Ah, you know, like- yeah, yeah. Because I think also, because like acting is, I mean, it's all massively stressful. Like even the sort of uh, idea of sort of vaguely being in control of your own career even mm. though you're still not, you're still at the whimsy of people with money and blah, 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 yeah, all these other things. At least I've, I can go, well, I can go home and I can write a script and I can start putting it together yeah. Yeah. rather than waiting, waiting for someone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, was, you have had a similar path. Yeah, similar. When we were making Barry Brown, that was the director, Lawrence Pierce, couldn't mm. do it. So I said, I'll go, well, I'll do it. We were all set to do it, which we shot in the, that same flat in yeah, Rotherhide, which would look beautiful. And suddenly I fell in love with directing at that moment when I suddenly went, oh my God, I can work with actors. And I'd always put plays on and directed those, but suddenly having a camera and doing that with a crew and making something beautiful, Mm. I fell in love. Seeing the story come together from that. It was was a mind-blowingly life-changing moment. I just went, I have to do this as a career, but I had no idea how to do it. How do you go from making a small, Mm. you know, pilot for whatever it was for to actually making a feature film? It was such a huge leap at the time, so I just carried on acting until I could, you know, make other stuff. Having an eye on it. But I knew I'd fallen in love. There's a, there was a there's a great book or several books by Art Linson, mm-hmm. I think it is. But he's saying the problem is with um, any actor like like a Alec Baldwin or Anthony Hopkins or you know like a Bruce Willis, they've got more experience directing than any director. Mm. You know, and it's all right. said about yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's yep. like because they spend so much time mm-hmm. on sets. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. know all the decisions and all the things you think, you know, they've they've heard them all be made before. So yeah. often you can default to an actor and they'll be like, yeah, just put the camera there. I know what, you know, they do know, <laughs> yeah, how, to, know, you know. know how to work mm. it. If you do that, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can tell you, mm-hmm. tell your story. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Especially, yeah, though, I mean, yeah. for directors making a film even every two years, yeah. an actor could have done 20 projects. In the yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So actually yeah. the amount of time, you, you take down the amount of time as a director, you know, and certainly a, a struggling director spends on set versus mm-hmm. yeah. an actor. Yeah. But I think true. on the sort of flip side of that, as, a, <clears throat> as an actor, knowing and understanding the other side of it, has helped me oh, enormously um and and actually i just think it's sort of really really important and integral to, to for an actor to understand how how oh, kind of how small a cog they are in that incredible wheel that makes a feature film totally um, and that everyone is working as hard but yeah one of many and that's what is really be- beautiful about making a film is that everyone is you know in this mm-hmm. microcosm kind of 
working as hard as they possibly can for that, you know, four weeks, two weeks, six weeks, three months, six months, um, in a comparatively small amount of time and putting all their energy in. And you sort of, and then what is born out of it is this in kind of incredible piece of art that um, everyone has an equal part of and that is there forever and I think that's just sort of something that's really beautiful and has really kind of helped me as an actor um to kind of just see the bigger picture of it um and working as a as a writer and and a producer as well it sort of just all feeds in and it makes perfect sense and I think I think one of my main frustrations uh, with sort of with my training is that actually you weren't prepared at all for the industry and how vital mm. it is to make your own work and actually mm. how not to be embarrassed by that. I think there was a sort of, I felt a bit of a stigma about going out there and being like, yes, I'm an actress, but I'm also a writer and a producer. And I know uh, certainly 10 years ago when I first left, it may more so in America, they were okay with it, but certainly over in the UK, people were like, you can't be it's, an it's actor like and a the producer last couple of years and a writer. That you walk into a room and yeah. you go, yeah. I'm an actor, but also I write and I and, produce yeah. and I do these things. And, and now it's okay. kind of go, oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah so, fair and enough. And more so, more so. I mean, you know, especially with agents, they were a bit like, mm, no, you can't, you can't do that. You have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think maybe as a woman as well, you know, mm-hmm. I hate to play that card, but like in, I mm. think it was, I think it has been harder as well. I th- it was more accepted as I think for you to be like, oh, okay, you're an actor director as a guy. I think, you know, obviously, but then it's I was changing, also told when, when I made back. that decision of, and then we're going to go into two down, totally, I was told yeah. it's going to be much easier as a director to get out there if you're, if that's what you're doing. If you're just a sure. director. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I, think you got yeah. The same. Yeah, I got the same. Yeah. So, with all that in mind, oh. you did Eager Zombies Happened and you made Miss in Her Teens. Oh God, we're only at 2009. Oh. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, so then, obviously, you're trying to make a curse of the Bucks and Strumpet, but people are saying you're not, uh, you're not ready. So you said to yourselves, you know what, we need to make something smaller. Mm. Is that how Two Down came about? Yes. Exactly that. In a nutshell, we got, got exactly there. that. Two Down. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make yeah. something completely, because uh, Missing the Teens, but it was, that was adapted from a play and that was, you know, it didn't We've really feel on, like We've moved on, darling. We're, know, we're on Two Down. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't go so, back, no, for God's so, sake. <laughs> so, so Two Down was like, okay, we're going to write an original script, do it all ourselves, produce it all ourselves. Yes. That's our that's our calling card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And keep it as contained as possible. So as writers, we set ourselves the challenge mm-hmm. of three characters in a room. So mm-hmm. very kind of stage play like almost. Sure. Um, one location. Yeah, really containable. Shoot it, it as quickly as possible. Couldn't do it. Obviously, not <laughs> yeah, good enough writers. Write. No. <laughs> no. Uh, well, no, because the character we made, John Thomas, is kind of this kind of bonkers. Sort of hitman, sort of very so, gentlemanly. Well, hey? let's uh, tell us the story because I've I've written it down, but it's better coming no, from you. Give not, us a I little pitch. It. Right, okay. So go, okay. just go. Okay. Two downs about a young woman whose world is turned upside down when an injured hitman, Mr. Thomas, holds her and the local delivery boy hostage in her own home. Over a Chinese takeaway, a bottle of whiskey, and a couple of hours later, the three discover what really happened earlier that night as a web of deceit unfolds and alliances formed that will change their lives forever. Yeah, okay. yeah nice. It right. got better. <laughs> yeah, it the better. beginning. I, it was <laughs> weak. It was weak. It was weak. So yes. that's two down. So tell us a bit more about it. Well, the thing is, we've done a sort of thing. So we, we the audience knows what's going on from quite mm. sort of early on. There's... The, hit, the hitman gets injured. He goes to what he thinks is his safe house. He goes to meet his old friend, Mr. Brogodoff. Mm-hmm. He's not there anymore. He's died. And this young woman has, has sort of moved in. But he's revealed himself. Oh, 
in a nice way, not mm. a norm, you not know. in a like. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not a flasher. Reveal. <laughs> not a flasher. You know, he's bleeding. He's got to, so he basically <laughs> takes a hostage. So he's being shot. So basically, a hit goes wrong. He gets shot because I've got to go there. I've got to wait for my partner. So he phones his partner and this is where I am. Doesn't get through to him. And then she, she's going, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So they sort of start chatting away with things. And then the audience basically just learns before them what's going on, but I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to try and work out what has happened. So it's sort of real-time-ish yeah. from a point yeah. of view. It's the course over one night, basically. But we have lots of flashbacks to try and pick it all together. It's, sort of, it's yeah. kind of a whodunit, I suppose. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a whodunit, but we f- sort of flip back to... As he talks to Sophie, and Sophie's made a Chinese order for f- uh, food, and so um, the delivery guy gets kind of entangled into it as well. So he's the third character. Um, and so they're all these three strangers in a room together mm-hmm. for a night um, and they just start to work out and they ask him questions about what it's like to be a hitman and he tells them and so we go through like p- previous hits that he's done and mm-hmm. the kind of people he kills and but that all, kind of thing always trying to work out like because they think you know it all sounds really dodgy it sounds maybe you, you set up it's like well who would do that and you slowly start to pick things apart but the audience already knows what's sort of going on mm. um, so we're watching them trying to work out what we already know and there's Various twists along the way. And then there's a twist at the end. Hey, sorry to interrupt, Giles here. That is unfortunately the end of part one. Part two will be out on Friday. So to continue listening, join us then. If it's already past Friday, then see you next Tuesday.